Welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. As face-to-face events continue to come back, Meeting planners are finding that the health of their attendees must be considered in every stage of planning. Efforts to ensure best practices are being followed amount to a whole new set of responsibilities, from the earliest stages of venue selection through following up weeks after the event has ended. This heightened level of concern led three meeting planners to develop the Pandemic Compliance Advisors Certification, which trains industry professionals on the specific practical steps needed to keep their events safe in this constantly changing landscape. I'm Alex Palmer, Deputy Editor for North Star Meetings Group, and on this episode of Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals, we speak with Marianne Urbanovich, Meeting Manager at healthcare education company HMP Global. Last year, Urbanovich and two fellow healthcare meeting planners launched the three-hour PCA course, and since then, More than 2,000 industry members have taken part. The next course is taking place on June 4th, and Eventful listeners can sign up for a 15% discount by going to northstarmeetingsgroup.com backslash PCA course and using the discount code NSM15. On this episode, Urbanovich shares how the PCA program was developed how best practices in attendee health continue to evolve as face-to-face meetings return, and why organizations should include a pandemic compliance advisor as a distinct member within their planning team. But first, this episode is brought to you by Visit Long Beach. Long Beach Live, revolutionizing the event industry. Imagine an event that spans cities, oceans, and continents, bringing people together through the technology of multi-cameras, live stream, synchronized sound, and dynamic light shows. An event with a campus of turnkey solutions to create an immersive stage that engage your guests in a new way. An event that lets your guests, even in different time zones, feel they're inside the venue itself. Live in Long Beach, California, and anywhere, we've made hybrid conventions easy and affordable, and we're revolutionizing the event industry while we're at it. It was one of those things that we were all taking courses. I mean, your company, everybody was throwing things out there for planners just to keep us engaged, keep us busy. What are we going to do next? But at the same time, too, um, organizations and, and the information out there was you would see something about an article about how to go ahead and what you're going to have to put in your RFP now, what you're going to have to do in your contract now. What are you going to have to do here and there? When you get on site, how are you going to make that happen? So everybody really spelling was spelling it out. Yeah, everybody was talking lofty ideas, which is fine. You know, we didn't know what we we're doing. As we say in our course, it's a novel virus. There's no blueprint for any of this. So I stumbled upon a course that was called the COO course, the COVID Compliance Officer course. That course was developed because the TV and film industry were not allowed to open back up until they had this role called the COVID compliance officer. And that was a mandate by the LA County, which of course runs the world when you come to TV and film. 
Right. So health education services partnered with someone to create this course for them. So I'm like, well, sometimes we do TV stuff. I mean, I've done interviews and all kinds of promotional products with medical professionals. And in, in, in fact, I had done one probably no more than nine months prior to that and had to bring in a whole set stage and everything. So I had a little bit of knowledge of that, but that's not our wheelhouse all the time. But I'm mm. like, okay, this will be something to learn because everything's transferable. So if you're listening to something like that, you can figure out and transfer those skills over to what you're doing. And there's got to be some takeaways. Mm-hmm. So it was a Friday afternoon. Actually, Heather Seeholtz, who's with DIA, was also for a uh, release from her role. So we were both unemployed at the time. And I said, Heather, are you going to take this? And she goes, yeah, I'm going to take this. I'm like, okay. So we're both sitting on the course and I'm thinking, we could do this for us. So I'm texting her in the middle of the thing. Can we do this? Can we get on a call? I said, okay, here we go. Sent the email off to them and the rest is history. Yeah. The third, the third member of our um, crew is Shannon Majewski, who's a planner out at the um, Medical College of Wisconsin. She works for the Department of Pathology. So she's got huge science background and huge resources in the medical community. And Health Education Services, of course, is owned by Julianne Bronner, who's a registered nurse by profession and does medical education. Health Education Services, maybe describe a bit. They're an independent organization that actually, do they put the continuing they're education an, programs together? They're That's an independent organization, too, that had to make some changes. They do first aid training and they do artificial defibrillator, like the defibrillator training and the first aid courses and the safety courses. So, of course, they're out Northern California area, Silicon Valley, that type of stuff. So, of course, their programs all dried up because everybody's working remotely. Nobody needs to go ahead and get these updates and these trainings. So, you know, for them, they took a leap. Juliana took a leap with us. And we all went in this together to help each other out. And it's proved to be, it's a great partnership. I mean, the three of us, we're not aligned with anything. So somebody's like, well, why don't you align with anything? Something, you know, why aren't you aligned with MPI? Why aren't you aligned with PCMA? Why don't you, somebody somewhere along the line? We're like, we're just three planners out there trying to get our friends and ourselves back to work. You know, and that was the whole point. So it's grassroots. And we all, we all right now are back in full-time jobs. Yeah. So now the three of us are all trying to juggle the balls. Um, so. And what's been the response? It's been tremendous. I mean, the feedback we've gotten from people is that, you know, this is what they really needed. Somebody to really, you know, we talk about the pandemic compliance advisor being there from the beginning of the meeting through the end of the meeting. And everybody's got to go ahead and there's no... We're not saying that anything's ever wrong. So if you don't have one person doing the whole time, that's fine. We understand that because you maybe just can't afford to do that. But are you going to weave the concepts into your program somehow? You know, you've got to remember that if you want to get to the point where you can do assigned seating in your meeting, well, that's got to go back to registration and how your website's set up and what pages are you going to add? 
and we talk about duty of care. I don't think any of us, except when you took the CMP course and we breezed over it really quickly, duty of care, we have ever spent so much time on duty of care as we have in the last nine or 10 months. Yeah. And uh, just health and safety issues in general, yeah. usually got a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. You, you, you talk about it, but never at the level and the no. depth and we've been those last No, and people have, as a result of this and talking amongst about it, one of the things we said is that you have to update your crisis communication plans, things along those lines. And we all know that you can start the process, but it's not an easy process. And it's not something that gets done in a week. Even even updating a code of conduct for your meetings on site is not something that gets done overnight. Because Mm -hmm. as I tell everybody, you might sit down with your colleagues and write it, then it's got to go up the flagpole, come down the flagpole, probably take a detour off to legal, maybe go to somebody in, if you have a creative or a writing department, it's got to go over there to editorial. So you're talking, sometimes it could be, you know, one or two months. So that was one of the things that we made a big encouragement to. You may not be ready to go back to meetings. We may be all in this virtual world for a while, but now's the time to go ahead and focus on those things. We didn't want it to be so esoteric that it was something that you could say, oh, well, they just talked in generalities. One of the things we said about it is, is that we've all been in meetings, even within your organization, you've been on site for programs. Everything's running smoothly. One session, you're getting ready for, maybe you're a presenter at a breakout session. All of a sudden, you hear that one of all of the sessions broke 20 minutes early, but you won't walk into your room and nothing's set up. So, and then there's no staff around or your catering's not there or whatever else. So you're trying to manage all of that. And then all of a sudden, somebody walks up and says, hey, we have a couple of attendees who don't feel well. So where do you go? Yeah. The priorities you're suddenly having to Mm -hmm. juggle. Mm -hmm. And you can't, you can't do that by yourself. And do you recommend having one point person for for an event who's pandemic compliance advisor that ultimately this is the person that needs, needs to make the call. When you're building your team on site, you really should look at having a person that's focused in on that. And your hope is that they have very little to do on site. Yeah. But your reality is, is if something breaks, then there's a true dissemination of responsibilities and they're the first point of contact. They're not the enforcer. They're not the meeting planner. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a parallel role that they work in conjunction with each other. Any member of the staff can be ensuring that, say, people are social distancing or wearing masks, but the pandemic compliance officers, more big picture. You have to document that evidence of duty of care. So the pandemic compliance advisor should also be making sure that you're getting what you need to do that. So whether it's, and one of the simple things I say is how often have you been in a hotel bathroom or a public restaurant bathroom and you see those signs on the back of the door? Maybe your maybe your pandemic compliance advisor is the one who liaisons with housekeeping. Make sure you get all those reports. Get it in writing. Or, you know, just have a copy of it. Because mm-hmm. again, if you have to prove your duty of care, what better way to say that there was a checklist and I have a copy that they did it. What are some other measures as you're teaching this course? How do you kind of create a, a, a blueprint when there is a lot of variation within that? 
One of the things that we say is that one of the roles of the pandemic compliance advisors, they're the ones who've got to keep their pulse on what's going on. They've got to be the voracious reader, checking the CDC guidelines, knowing that every Tuesday they come out with new updates, whatever, knowing where you're going, what the requirements are there, tagging into whatever health services groups they have there, whether it's be through their CVBs and through their local media and their state and their government and their and their city ordinances. Because as we know, you know, the everything's changing so constantly. But you also know that there's some areas that still aren't opening up fully. Mm-hmm. So that person's got to be up on that. And it would drive a planner nuts if everybody was just calling and say, hey, I just heard this. And hey, I just heard that. But that's what the pandemic compliance is. They're going to take that. So let the planning team do what they're supposed to do. And let the person who's worrying about all of that compliance focus in on that and make sure that things are going well. Let them be the one to have the conversation with the hotel to say, hey, what are your updates going on? Mm-hmm. One of the perspectives we take on it, you've got to make it work for yourselves. When, if it's the point that you can't bring on a new person yet, maybe there's somebody on the team that because of budget constraints, you're teetering about there's not enough workload to keep them. Maybe that's the person you can put in that role. Mm-hmm. The bigger the organization, of okay, obviously there's going to be more, more things to do mm-hmm. for and, you know, even to the point about the the duty of care and things like that, the organizations that are bigger are going to have more resources to get those things done. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at the smaller companies or even the independent planners out there that go ahead and contract, you know, um, contract with a client for a project or a year or whatever it is, my per- our perspective on that is bring them in on a, on a casual basis. I mean, bring them in on contract. Maybe there's checkpoints that they come in again. You try and do everything, but have somebody there to help you Mm. and kind of like a proofreader, if you want to call it or whatever else, however else you want to give the analogy. Yeah. That there's somebody that you can say, this is what we've done. Take a look at it. Tell me where my gaps are. And they can document it. So both as you're planning the event, they're making sure everything is uh, in place, all the measures and during and then after making sure there's, you know, backup and, and proof yeah. of all the steps that were taken. Mm-hmm. So how has it been evolving now that restrictions are starting to loosen? How do you see this evolving and how, how is it evolving now? This is usually the Heather question. Heather, you know, our response is we're, we're creating something that's enduring. We would never thought back before 9-11 that we'd be queuing up in lines and throwing our luggage on, you know, belts and throwing it through scanner detectors, walking through all those machines in the airport. But here we are. Right. You know, taking our 20 shoes years off. later, yeah, right. taking our <laughs> shoes off or whatever the case may be. Yeah. We're creating something that's enduring and giving people the vision to do that. We're also asking, we're also seeing it as there's going to be something else down the line. At least we have a blueprint now. Mm-hmm. We're not going into it and saying that there's nothing out there. So we can dust off these plans and say, how can I change them and how can they be updated for whatever comes next? Mm-hmm. You know, SARS was an epidemic and a pandemic. There's so many other things that have been, there's been what was the, the mumps breakout a couple of years ago. Right. There's been measles breakouts. Those are all 
pandemic crisis management type of stuff. So at least we have a blueprint to deal with that. Yeah, it's not a COVID uh, compliance no, officer. It's, no, it's that's why broader we than were, that. That's why we were strategic when we went for that. We went for pandemic because it is full circle and something's going to be enduring mm-hmm. from that perspective. We're never going to have the opportunity anymore to say that we're not going to be paying attention to people's health. You know, it's going to have to be a priority going. It's forward. going to have to be a priority. We're. I, I know I was doing it because I work within medical. I know I was doing it for like the last three or four years, but I always had hand sanitizer on my, my yeah. you know, registration desk. And how many meetings are you going to go to now and not see that? Probably yeah. not too many. It's going to become more standard. Yeah. So, and for those who want to sign up for the course, where do they go? Mm-hmm. To the health education services website and, I'll give you a, I'll shoot you the URL after this. How frequently is it like every few weeks or we've been doing about once a month. Yeah. That sounds right. You know, and it's about three hours, right? Is that the, it's the three concept? hours. Yeah. It's three hours. And if you are a CMP or a CMP candidate, there's three CEUs through EIC. Very nice. Again, we spent, you're talking about three planners that are, so we spent time looking at this. Some of our other things were, is that, when we started it, we knew nobody has money right now. Right. Everybody's budgets were cut. So when you look at the cost of the course, we actually went out and did a quick comparison about everything that was out there. And the course was at $75 because we figured that's a that's something that somebody can go ahead and justify going ahead and taking. It's not going to kill the bank. Mm-hmm. We put the three CEUs on it because we wanted there to be added value for people. And it's one of the reasons, too, why we're not aligned with anybody else, because, as you know, when you go ahead and do alignment with people, sometimes people want to go ahead and say, what's in it for me? I want somebody who was furloughed or unemployed to say, I can take this and maybe go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. One of the best things that we saw from this is Shannon being Shannon one day went out on Indeed, and there she did pandemic compliance advisor, and there were like 200 jobs that popped up. It's out there. Yeah. And that's great. And this might be this new standard role. You're going to see at meetings and, and, yeah. and conferences. And one of the things that we did too, was that we keep a database or I should say health education services keeps the database for us. So if people wish to be on the database, say you're not in Kansas city, who's to say you're not in an area where you may not know anybody, mm-hmm. you can go look at our database and say, I can find somebody hopefully in that area that is taking this course and has the knowledge. So when we get on site, maybe I'm not going to use them until we get to Kansas city or wherever we're going, Mm -hmm. but I have somebody there that I already know they have a base knowledge. And yeah, as as you're seeing this more hybrid events, more in-person events starting to come back, seems like this is going to be more in demand, I would imagine. And we probably have about, four or five every class who are from international. What tend so, to be the, the I guess, the biggest concerns or questions that you, you get? There are some questions regarding liability and things along those lines, which is always, it, that's ever evolving too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just tell, we, we go by CDC guidelines and we, we do get a little bit lofty there. And we only, we only give what we see as recommendations, but mm-hmm. you're going to have to talk to your legal counsel. You're going to have to, make judgments what everybody's comfortable about 
we talk about getting your stakeholders buy-in early because we're talking change management. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going to have to understand it and understand it from the beginning mm-hmm. and realize the importance of it. You know, the thing is, is none of us, everybody wants publicity, but we don't want that kind of publicity. Right. Exactly. I think we're just about out of time. Are there any other points you think should be mentioned? You asked us how it's ever changing. We actually probably spend two to four hours prior to each course reviewing our deck, updating our deck based on what's going on. We're not saying this is it. We're trying to flex and adjust. We just met on last week and we met Monday and Tuesday this week to say, well, look what the CDC did now. What kind of questions are we going to anticipate? How are we going to answer them? What are we doing? We have resources that we update all the time. If we see an article that comes out that's going to be useful for people, that we give them the resources to say, come to this resource first. And that we have it, everything there. Mm-hmm. And with things changing as quickly as they are, it makes sense to be yeah. approaching it that way. So yeah. this is great. So, um, nice to connect with you. Thanks so much, Marianne. And as a reminder, the next PCA course is taking place June 4th. And eventful listeners can sign up for a 15% discount by going to northstarmeetingsgroup.com backslash PCA course and using the discount code NSM15. This episode is brought to you by Visit Long Beach. Long Beach Live, revolutionizing the event industry. Imagine an event that spans cities, oceans, and continents, bringing people together through the technology of multi-cameras, live stream, synchronized sound, and dynamic light shows. An event with a campus of turnkey solutions to create an immersive stage that engage your guests in a new way. An event that lets your guests, even in different time zones, feel they're inside the venue itself. Live in Long Beach, California, and anywhere, we've made hybrid conventions easy and affordable, and we're revolutionizing the event industry while we're at it. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us, and check back for new episodes soon. 